Remy and Casey on 92.3 WIL. Oh, hey there, Tolls there. Hi, y'all. Hey, I'm starting off right, girl. Wow. I'm trying not to make it the worst day of the week. Give me a chew. <laughs> Casey, how are you feeling today? You good? Fine. Like you said, we're trying to not make it the worst day of the week, even though inevitably it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got a kid sick, up all night. Situation. Isn't there always? Uh, you know, it's been it's been at least 60 days since the last sickness in our house. But uh, Leo's down for the count, not going to school. He's a mess. It's like when you send him into school, it's like sending him into a giant Petri dish. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. There's just stuff everywhere. Gross. And it's so funny to see the kids who are like in and out of school so much in a week. Because you, you see parents at pickup and then you don't see them a couple days. Yeah. And then they're back and then they're gone. It's just crazy. I swear. I think school is just a place to get sick at the end of the day. Imagine the teachers. Do you think they either have like rock strong... Immune, system. immune systems yeah. or just not at all. Just to like preemptively taking amoxicillin on a oh, daily basis or something. Gross. Yeah, so uh, down for the count, Leo. Hopefully it doesn't happen to Emerson, but you know, they're kids. That's what happens. Uh, we've got John Party tickets up for grabs at 8 o'clock with the big three this morning. So much going on in St. Louis this week. We've got opening day on Thursday. Yep. Uh, I was driving through uh, the area. They're putting up decorations and stuff. We're getting excited. It's 92.3 WIL. In Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Morgan Wallen's not letting fans get too rowdy at his shows. And we've seen stories like this a few times because Morgan Wallen, I feel like the odds of having rambunctious, almost disrespectful fans at his shows are more likely than a lot of other artists. Like they're more likely to show up to that show than a probably Brooks and Dunn. You know okay. what I mean? Kind of a hot take, I guess. I just feel like any country like hot take. any country show where there's drinking involved and there's dudes in the pit. But I especially feel like his uh, demo is younger and he portrays that like, you know, good old boy, not afraid of getting in trouble, go to jail for a night. I can see my, bang yeah, yeah, my yeah. head on a cop door car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, <laughs> he's performing in Australia right now. He's on his like big world tour and... While performing fan favorite song, Everything I Love, a beer came zooming across the stage. And he stopped the whole song. And he walked to the edge of the stage with his arms out wide at his sides. You know how he's like the, the kid in Christmas Story who's wrapped up too tight and he can't put his arms down? <laughs> yeah. He goes walking out with his arms down to the edge of the <laughs> stage to the fans. And he looks in the crowd and he points with four fingers and does a little this. Yeah. And says... Which one are you? <laughs> well, actually, it needs a little translating, but he said this. Go ahead. What are y'all on up to? I'm going to kick your whole group out. What are y'all? Go ahead and say I'm good. What are y'all? I'm going kick your whole crew out. And the crowd went wild. Yeah. And they kicked everybody out. So B.A. We've, we've talked about this before, how Brantley Gilbert will get off stage. He'll get off stage and fight a fan. And get up in your face and tell you to get out. Morgan Wallen's like, that guy over there. He's doing jazz hands at the crowd. Get him. <laughs> Honestly, if I was if I was in Morgan Wallen's shoes, I would be doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm not, getting, I'm not getting in someone's face. That's like, 
whatever. Absolutely not. But don't not. throw beer at me. He's really letting fans know that like he may have a rowdy reputation, but you're not going to be throwing beer across crowds, getting everybody wet, getting the stage wet in like a, a dangerous situation for him to be in. Yeah. You're not going to be acting a fool in front of thousands of people or things could get dangerous, you know? And I, that's also a Morgan Wallen lyric. I did see another clip of women's undergarments being thrown at him. Is that what that was? He, the, apparently, I thought it was like a hat. That is acceptable. It was it was red women's underwear that was thrown. The, oh, we at, saw two different clips. And then he threw it at his drummer. So just so you know, oh, yeah. what flies and what doesn't. <laughs> Beer? What flies across the street? No. Women's underwear? Thongs? Yes. Sure. Hey, I kind of get it. Not going to lie. I think we know who Morgan Wallen is. You know what you can get away with around here. Remy and Casey. So I've got a sick kid at home. And he's got a little stomach bug going on. And I'm constantly reminded of what my mom had me eat and drink whenever I had a stomach bug. Do you remember what it was for you, Casey? What she made you eat and drink? Like what your mom, like if you were at home. Sick. Sick with a stomach thing. What was that thing that your mom always had for you? 314-699-4766. That is the text line if you'd like to chime in. For me, it was always saltines and Sprite. (laughs) I think that it's what it is for everyone though. It's saltines and Sprite for everybody? Yeah, that's why she gives it to you because it makes it better. Here's my question. though. Yeah. What's your question? It like because Sprite calms the upset stomach. I don't know if that's true. I feel like that's an. Oh old my gosh, there. everybody! What? What's the difference? Help me improve my point. Three one four six nine nine four seven six six. What's the difference between Sprite and Coke? Other than color. You're kidding. Coke's gonna kill you. It's battery acid. Sprite's good though. No, but Sprite's okay for an upset stomach. That's why you drink it when you get off a roller coaster. <laughs> I I think that's an old wives' tale. I don't know if that's ever been proven. Old wives. Texted. <laughs> I think a better question is like what everybody has that food that like made you sick in the first place. Like what gave you the stomach flu that you couldn't, uh, that you couldn't yes. eat for years. Yes. For me, that was corn dogs. Corn dogs. I went like 10 years without a dog because one time it gave me the stomach flu and I like puked all over dance class. Okay. You made, know? It made you a vegetarian. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is a good question. Uh, nothing against. I don't even know if McDonald's has breakfast burritos anymore. They did. But yeah, at one point they did. And I just probably happened to get sick after eating one of those. But I always blamed that. Mm-hmm. So I never had those again. Well, it's probably a good thing because I don't know how good a McDonald's breakfast burrito could be well, I in mean, the first place. It was it was really good. Like I enjoyed them very much. So much you had it twice. But, in uh, and out. Yeah, I, but I don't know if that was the case. Like, it's just like the last thing that I had pointed to in my mind. And so I never had one again. I do feel like everybody's got that memory they point back to of like, oh, that one time I had a corn dog, couldn't eat another one for 15 years. Yeah. But seriously, though, if you know the if you know the thing about Sprite or 7-Up and why you drink that with an upset stomach, let us know. See, now ginger ale makes sense. Uh, why? We, we got a it's text message. Same. Ginger is... Ginger definitely helps. That is scientifically proven to help with an upset stomach. That's true, but do you think ginger is actually in ginger ale? There's like 2%. It's just soda that tastes like ginger. There's like 2% ginger in there. Oh my gosh. From the, uh, Jeannie says saltines and white soda. That's. The clear, I'm assuming. Exactly. Uh, Casey is right. Sprite settles stomach. Sorry, Remy. 
314. Mine is Gatorade and water and saltines. I, Gatorade. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, waste management Jerry says Casey is correct. Sprite helps with upset stomach. I always ate chicken noodle soup with saltine crackers and a Sprite. You learn something new every day. You do. If you've got something you want to text in, 314-699-4766. What's that thing your mom always gave you when you were sick? Or uh, what's the thing that you never ate again because you thought it made you sick? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it definitely did make you sick. See, I bet those McDonald's burritos were bad news. You got quite the uh, text message line going off right now uh, with what your mom gave you when you were a kid to settle your upset stomach. I feel like the whole Sprite thing is kind of an old wives' tale. And I'm kind of right on that. It, this says drink a fizzy beverage. Many people have fond memories of sipping on ginger ale or Sprite while homesick. Although there is no medical benefit to enjoying a fizzy beverage, it can often provide immediate or temporary relief of an upset stomach. You like to always try and find a loophole. Like, I was loophole. right, but <laughs> but here's what everyone says. <laughs> Uh, from the 618, any clear soda, Sprite, Sierra Mist, 7-Up, saltine crackers, cream of chicken soup. Uh, there's there's a bunch of uh, text messages we need to go through here. But uh, there's also another question going around uh, with the food that made you stop eating it because mm-hmm. you got sick afterwards, whether it was that food's fault or not. Uh, and there's a lot of like uh, the Applebee's. I can't go to Applebee's anymore. Nothing against them. Just can't go there anymore because I've I've gotten sick from that place. It's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Oh, <laughs> love Applebee's. Uh, and apparently the uh, the burritos do still exist at McDonald's. So, uh, so how about that? Might have to go get I'm one. I'm sure you're not the only one who's yacked. No, it's been seven years, so I should be okay now, right? <laughs> you know the number? <laughs> if we're going if we're going by old wives' tales, every seven years, your body changes. So. Well, you should be able to get one then. <laughs> uh, let us know on the text line, 314-699-4766. Was it saltines and 7-Up for you? What was it that your mom gave you when you had a stomach bug? We're going to talk sports and everything opening day next. Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. Well, opening day schedule is out. It has been released. 10.30 a.m. on Thursday, the official pre-party at Ballpark Village will begin. Woohoo! We'll be there a little bit earlier than that, Casey and I. You're yeah. doing your show from 10 to 2. Yep, broadcasting live. Meanwhile, we'll be kind of on and off the stage in Valley Sports, mm-hmm, hosting mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully giving away some free beers, hopefully playing some games with the crowd that's there. So hopefully you'll be playing hooky that day. By free beers, it means Casey will be buying you beers. No, that's they what have like tokens for free beers. Don't give it away. All right. Play well, it how off. are we supposed to get them there? Play it off. Like you're going to buy everybody beers and then give them the token. They know. <laughs> that ain't true. Uh, noon Gates will open. 225 is pregame. That's when the Clydesdales will make their lap. At 250, the intro of the team on the F-150 motorcade. 305, Scott Rowland, a newly minted Hall of Famer, and Matt Holliday, the ex-bench coach for 20 days, will make the first pitch. So that's awesome. Ceremonial first pitch. Right. And Miles Michaelis will get the start at 310. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Isn't the weather supposed to be decent, too? I think so. I have not looked. Uh, Yesterday, our good friend Anthony Slaughter on KSDK was saying... We can't believe him. Could see some stuff, but uh, yeah, can't believe him. I'm not going to believe him, at least. It's opening days 
the weather is always nasty. It's always like an overcast, windy, yeah. just like cold day outside. And of course, the day we get to broadcast from indoors, watch it be sunny and 65. Yeah, right. I hope it is regardless. I remember one year it was like 85, sunny. It was hot. Uh, but I hopefully we'll, we'll just get some decent weather. That would be nice. Uh, in a new survey, the average sports fanatic says they'd trek five hours and 48 minutes to see a big game. Would you travel six hours to see the Cardinals in another location? No. <laughs> Not a fanatic. <laughs> Maybe if I was already in that city and they were playing, I would go, I would go see, but yeah. uh, no. There's just, I, I feel like for, for baseball and hockey, there's just so many games that your opportunity is more frequent when it comes to like football or soccer or things like that where they're less frequent. That might be more of a thing. Like if we had the Rams, the Rams were in the Super Bowl, you definitely... You definitely travel to go see the right, Super Bowl, right? Right. Forty-five uh, percent of sports fanatics said that they've traveled. They would travel out of the country to see a game. Fifty-two percent of fanatics say they have a favorite team and aren't just crazy about one sport or one city. So, fifty-two percent said those people uh, of those people say that they watch every single one of the team's games. That's that's half. That's that's a decent amount that yeah. are watching like every single game. So that's a lot. Yeah, it is. A lot. It's a lot of games. That's a lot of time. Again, when you're talking about baseball, it's 162 games, and you're watching all of them. That's crazy. Mm. Whereas in football, it's like 15 to 18, depending on how far your team goes. So. Right. Uh, the Blues will take on the Canucks tonight at home. The game or the puck drop will be at seven o'clock tonight. So if you're going to the game, I know that they're not really they're not in playoff contention, but still fun to go to a blues game for oh, sure yeah. at the enterprise center so you can check that out trending now it's keeping up with casey on 92.3 wil reese witherspoon released some personal news on friday that she and husband jim toth are getting divorced and i know what you're thinking Who's Jim Toth? <laughs> well, I was thinking I want a grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Toth is like a Hollywood talent agent. They've been married for a decade and they share one of her three kids. She posted online to say, We've enjoyed so many wonderful years together and we're moving forward with mutual love, kindness, and respect for everything we've created. Our biggest priority is our son and our entire family. So I think he helped her create that production company, Hello Sunshine. Okay. And that production company made movies like Where the Crawdads Sing and shows like Big Little Lies and Daisy Jones and the Six. Like it's really popped off over the last few years and I think they created that together. So it's clear that there were a lot more strings to tie up with this divorce as it was a working business relationship. Do we know of any cause? Um, they said there was no drama, no he said, she said, no big events, just that they realized that, uh, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to last longer than, okay. than it did. Well, there you go. Yeah, I love that. I like that Reese Witherspoon's like, hey, there ain't anything to it. We're just over it, so. She's not going to Kelsey Ballerini this and drop an album tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she is, like, really close friends with Kelsey Ballerini, though, so. It's possible. No one really knows. <laughs> it it will be it will be a, a, be a movie that comes out. A mini series, like a legally blonde mini series. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What really so you're breaking up with me because I'm too blonde? Exactly. <laughs> Either way, um, I love Reese and I think I've always like still kind of shipped her and her ex-husband, Ryan Philippi. Have you ever really looked at her children with Ryan? No. It's a boy and it's a girl. And they're like twenty 
maybe late teens, early 20s now. Yeah. They are identical to their parents at younger ages. Like the girl, she looks just like a younger Reese. The boy, he looks just like a younger Ryan. It's crazy. The same way that um, Lori Laughlin's daughters look exactly like she did okay. once. Yeah, I'm looking now. Like the first time I saw the girl, I was like, oh my God, Reese Witherspoon's looking so young. <laughs> Real news is lame. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. Casey, how often would you say you smell? Like you get that BO. Um, I don't know. Maybe you, like if I shower only once every few days, but... Are you a non-sweater? Yeah, I really don't sweat. Okay. Even if I'm at the gym, like I got to be really doing cardio to sweat. Okay. Uh, apparently it has a calming effect. A new study found that getting a nice big whiff of somebody else's body odor might help with social anxiety. Gross. I don't know where researchers get money for this sure, kind of a thing. Are we sure <laughs> they mean body odor or do we think they mean pheromones? No, oh, it's definitely BO. I mean, there might be pheromones in there, but I'll tell you the research here. Researchers in Sweden had 48 socially anxious women sniff samples of people's armpit Ugh. sweat. Oh. And for some reason, it helped. <laughs> they went through mindfulness therapy as well, which helped a little. That alone cut their anxious feelings by 17%. But when they also smelled the stranger's BO, their social anxiety dropped by 39%. So more than twice what therapy alone did. I don't know that if I've ever smelled somebody's armpits or whatever that I've been like, mm, I just feel so much more at ease. Well, <laughs> I do kind of see it from the angle of like the social anxiety angle of like being nervous to talk to someone or someone new or not really having that confidence. And then you get up to them yeah. and then they smell terrible and you're like, oh, okay, I'm not so bad. Yeah. Like I can do this because you stink and I don't. Makes you, you know? feel better about your situation. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's where it comes down to. They exposed the women to two different types of BO for two days. And no matter what kind of sweat it was, they always saw the same result. This is the weird part is that they took sweat from people that were watching a funny movie and sweat that were, people were watching from a scary movie. And both types of BO seemed to have a calming effect. I have also never sweat Watching like Kevin Hart. This is the I've weirdest. never sweat watching a funny movie. What about a scary movie though? You probably sweat during a scary movie. I guess, but not like they're gonna collect samples. <laughs> not that much. I I need them to take sweat for me after I eat spicy food. You know what I mean? Because that'll make you sweat. After he leaves Thai I just, house. I just don't understand how people get money for these kinds of studies. That's the wildest correlation ever. Yeah. Like, I wonder if BO actually has a calming effect. Weird question. We did this study. It's like brought to you by the state of the, the Ohio University. It's brought to you by Sweden. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Remy and Casey. You know, it's times like these where I regret making wagers with you on things like the NCAA men's basketball tournament. It was your idea. It was my idea. And I was like, we need to have a friendly wager in here thinking, you know what? I probably have a better feel for this, even though I don't really watch college basketball. I don't know a lot of people who are like in the tournament and like picking the teams that could have guessed that the final four would be what it is. And turns out I had that feel. <sighs> 
Casey won already. It's not even over yet. And Casey won our bracket blowout in the studio. So uh, she gets to make a sign for me to hold out on Olive in front of rush hour traffic for an hour during the show. Do you have any ideas on what the sign will say at this point? I have a couple ideas that I don't think I'll use. I haven't settled on anything yet. Okay. Including, but not limited to, Brett Eldridge makes my pants fall off. (laughs) Jeez. Follow WIL on TikTok. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Florida Georgia Line is real country. (laughs) Jeez. We'll dance for honks. We'll dance for honks. Okay. Uh... Those are tame, and I appreciate that. Yeah. For the most part. I want to know what the people have to say. Uh, From the 618, we got a text message that says, Honk just released from prison. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I would imagine I would be getting a lot of honks. Uh, From the 314, I just crap my pants. So Mm, there's that. I don't don't like the farty joke ones. I don't like that. You know what? It was probably a dude. And, uh... We also had a suggestion from the 636 that says, Casey is queen. I like that because true, <laughs> but I want something a little bit more zingy, mm. a little bit more zesty than that. I think you might be on, on the right path with, with like, the Florida, Georgia, Florida line. Georgia line is real country, like a statement that's absurd. Garth Brooks <laughs> speaks in third person. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to think of something. 314-699-4766. If you have a suggestion on what Casey should write on the sign that I will hold on Olive for an hour during the show, mm. April 3rd or 4th or something like Make that. Make it zesty. Remy and Casey. Today we are playing the big three. Remy is playing for Kimberly and Wright City for these John Party tickets. Remy, would you like to spin the wheel and see what game you're playing today? Spinning. Spinning. It's like winning, but spinning. Okay. Okay. Today we're playing Bad Plots, where I will badly explain a plot of a major movie, and you will tell me which movie it is. You've seen all of these, or at least I believe that you have, um, and you've done well at this before. I I be, did I? <laughs> I think you did. I feel like I did really bad. Either way, you have Kimberly on the phone, and you have one phone-a-friend question. Okay. So, let's get into this. The first plot. A man and his imaginary friend take on the finance sector. A man and his imaginary friend take on the finance sector. Uh, I'm going to go to Kimberly. Kimberly. <laughs> um, come on, Kim. Come on, Kim. Uh, <laughs> A man and his imaginary friend take on the finance sector. Hmm. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know this one. <sighs> Damn, Wolf of Wall goes. Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Final answer. That's always your guess. <laughs> That's always your go-to. Okay, number two. A man goes to meet his estranged family for the holidays, but ends up crawling in ventilation shafts. Crawling in ventilation shafts. <sighs> Man, this is tough. A man, he say it one more time. A man goes to meet his estranged family for the holidays, but ends up crawling in ventilation shafts. This is like a, it's like Meet the Fockers or something. I'm going to go with Meet the Fockers. Okay. <laughs> this is so hard. Number three. 
An elderly man accidentally gets a minor high. After an epic trip, they become good friends. Dude, these are ridiculously hard. Can I go back to Kimberly on this one? You know what? I'll actually let you. Thank you. Kimberly, an elderly man accidentally gets a minor high, and after an epic trip, they become good friends. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, these I are don't. hard. Okay, Kimberly, I will ask you. You don't have an answer for number three. I'm no, sorry. No, no. How I many of these questions do you think that Remy got right? One, two, or three? Um, Zero. Correct. Remy got zero of these right, and we absolutely have to go through them. It's so. not fun if if it's hard. Well, listen, it shouldn't okay. be hard. You know these movies. Well, of course, they're all going to make sense now. Number one, a guy and his imaginary friend take on the finance sector. It's obviously Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Number two, you just watched this movie. A man goes to meet his estranged family for the holidays, ends up crawling in ventilation shafts. It is Die Hard. Welcome to the party, pal. So off the wall. Well, uh. number three, an elderly man accidentally gets a minor high. After an epic trip, they become good friends. It is Disney, I think, movie up. Good afternoon. My name is Russell, and I am a wilderness explorer in Tribe 54. How did he get him high? The balloons, the house. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Did the, the, the boy go up in the house? I, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. I, you need to go home and take a nap. It's obvious one of your kids is sick and you haven't hey, I'm not alone. Kimberly didn't get him either, so. You, you both need to go recuperate because that was terrible. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Thomas Rhett is a pro on something that Remy is not. And it's not guessing movies based on the plot. <laughs> he was recently asked... How does he and his wife, Lauren, find a way to really live in the moment as it seems like life is just like flying past them? They have four little girls now. He's one of the biggest country stars of his generation. Sure. And um, how do they like stay grounded? And I know that's something that you and Thomas Rudd are probably close to the same age. And I know that's something that you bring up often is like to live in the moment rather than to worry about what's coming or, you know, constantly be thinking about like what you've left behind. Right. Yeah. I feel like if I had millions of dollars, I would be able to live in the moment. You know, I think that's most people do feel that way. That's my advice for Thomas Rudd is you, you got millions, dude. You're good. You're good. Well, Just- let's see what he actually <laughs> says. Kind of looking back at the last decade of our lives, shoot, 2012 when I was playing 600 shows a year and Lauren was with me on the tour bus with nine other dudes, and it felt like we were never going to get out of that. I wake up now and I'm like, we have four children. So much has changed in my career. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, man, today is tough. And you look back at your past and you're like, yeah, but think about where we were. I just want one of these guys to wake up one time and be like, my net worth is $10 million, and that's awesome. I'm a baller. 
but nobody's ever going to say that. They always say, my life has changed so much. Well, yes, it has. It has. I think Chris Jansen <laughs> might say that. He might, actually. I think he might be the one to keep it real and be like, life is good because I'm rich. I got 75 properties across the country. Where a you want to stay. lifetime of Mountain Dew. <laughs> what of it? Yeah. I, I also appreciate you comparing my age to Thomas Rhett's because he is 32. And I'm oh, about I'm about. So he's closer to my age. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well. I also, whenever, I was doing some quick math in my head whenever he said... Kind of looking back at the last decade of our lives, shoot, 2012 when I was playing 600 shows a year. I don't think that adds up. There's only 365 days in a year. What? How many shows? 600 shows a year. <laughs> I don't know. He might, he might have done two nights. Or two, two days two for all of yeah. 2012. Two performances a night. <laughs> what a year. Anyway, I thought that was a good little... Um, clip to pull from him. He's always got something kind of profound to say. I think he's always been a little bit... Yes. What's the word? Blank for his age. We do share a wife. Name. The name of the wife. Mm, right. Dude. You wish you should. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> Just kidding. You can see more about this on our socials. Follow us at 92.3 WAL. Remy and Casey. Casey and I are always exchanging TikToks back and forth. Uh... Either it's like an idea that we should do for ourselves or it's like an actual question that we should ask on the air. In this case, it's that. Mm-hmm. What is something you found out later in life that you should have known earlier but just didn't? Do you have something right off the bat? 314-699-4766. Let us know on the text line. Casey? I would say right off the bat, the the thing that's hit me most lately is that it's going to sound crazy to a lot of people, but that you have to clean out your like HVAC vent on your house. Oh, yeah. Like I've been running my dryer twice for each load for the last year thinking my dryer sucks. I'm sure I've got a brick <laughs> of lint on that in the vent. So wait, do, are you cleaning out your lint trap as well? Is that a I thing? I clean out the lint trap the, the, every time. Okay. And I even like like thoroughly cleansed it this week. Oh. But then I saw a TikTok of somebody reaching in, I'm sure like an HVAC person, reaching into that vent on your house and pulling out a brick of lint. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, I'm an idiot. Got to make sure that's uh, clear of obstruction. But what, wait, what is it for you? The one thing that you should have known earlier, but you just didn't. We had this discussion earlier this week or maybe late last week where my wife was proofreading something that I had written for an article. And she was like, you guys should talk about if two spaces after a period is still a thing when you're typing something out. And I was like, what do you mean? It's two spaces after a period, something that's still, of course it is. That's like proper keyboarding. That's like how you do it. And then I asked you and you were like, what are you even talking about? I've never heard of hitting the space bar twice for any reason. I don't know if it if, if it came from like typewriters just to make sure that whoever was reading it knew that this was Have the, you ever typed sentence. on a typewriter? Yeah, of course. When I was a kid. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Ching, 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 oh yeah. Ching. Oh yeah. I guess I never have. It was fantastic. But I guess because typeface and fonts are fine now, you only have to do one space after a period. And that was like hang on, accepted. hang on, hang on. I know we're getting a little too deep into this, but you're telling me that every time you're typing an email, you type a sentence, a sentence? Yes! Every sentence? Yes! You give a... A two spaces. On everything you type? Uh, Not anymore, but I did. Up until last week. On everything you type? Yes. Oh my gosh, if I go through our like... 
I really hope this is blowing other people's minds right now, and if I'm not the I only one. I go through all of our documents, you have yes. in between every sentence. It's probably in our note that we have shared right now. It's, there's probably two spaces after every period. That's the most moronic thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> oh, my god! What gosh. a waste of time. No wonder you can't sleep at night. You're exhausted. You're overtired. My, my, my index fingers, my thumbs are going nuts. It makes no sense. <laughs> what is it for you? Let us know on the text line. Uh, what's something that you should have known earlier, but you find out later in life? 314-699-4766. Um, I really hope that that has like shifted somebody's point of view today. This is where our generations did not collide. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of that. <laughs> what is something you should have known earlier, but you found out later in life? Apparently, I am the only one that puts two spaces after a period, uh, I just remember my keyboarding teacher in high school like drilled that into our heads for some reason. I don't know if he was old school or what, but... This is so unheard of. Uh, we got a text message that says, I've never heard of anybody doing double spaces after a period, but I might start using that for college essays to take up more space. That's smart. Maybe that's where it stemmed from. I was just trying to, to take up some take space. Up some space. I don't know. Uh, add, a, add another space in there. Uh, Casey, you said you had another one that you I, thought of? I realized this extremely late in life. I was probably like 25 when I found out that if you put mail into your own mailbox. Oh my gosh. The mailman would take it and mail it. But you got to put up the flag. Yeah. So I had a mailbox growing up on that was on our house. So there wasn't a flag. Uh, and I never really understood what the flags were for. And then I remember one day I was telling one of my parents, like, I, I wish I didn't have to go like drop off the mail every single day. And they were like, why don't you put it in the mailbox? <laughs> and I was thoroughly screwed up over that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, we had the same thing where our, our mailbox was attached. Like it was, it went into our garage yeah. growing up, but my parents would always like take a clothespin and like clip same. it to the end. And yeah. I had no idea. I was <laughs> like, that must have just been there for the last 50 years and they don't want to take it off. Like I had no idea. Man, so convenient. Thank you, USPS. We appreciate you. Uh, if you just found out something that you should have known earlier in your life, but you found out just recently, 314-699-4766, shoot us a text. I'm not totally alone here on all the weird things. From the 314 I called toiletries toilet treats until I was oh, 23. Always thought gosh. it was called a toilet treat bag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Denise says, I'm embarrassed to admit this, and I guess I was still kind of young, but I always thought that Princess Diana was a marine biologist because they always called her the Princess of Wales. Oh <laughs> my gosh. And from the 636, always thought yellow, green, and red bell peppers were the same, just in different stages of life. <laughs> See, we're not alone in all this weird stuff that, you know, oh maybe we goodness. didn't learn until later in life. 314-699-4766, if there's something that uh, you just learned, and then you'd like to share with the class. That's our text line. I'll never get over the princess die thing. <laughs> it is Remy and Casey on the way out today. Had a lot of fun talking about a lot of different things. Uh, I think the most fun was all the things that we were supposed to learn earlier in life that we just now found out later in life. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, the person that texted in Denise and she said, I'm embarrassed to admit that I guess I was still kind of young, but I also thought that Princess Diana was a marine biologist because they always called her the Princess of Wales. Mm, that's so <laughs> bad. <laughs> Uh, there's so many of those. And I also posted up uh, my dumb thing. Apparently, I'm the only one in the world that uses two spaces after a period when typing. He and some woman who went to school in Houston swear that after every sentence when you're typing, you... 
Yeah. And I'm like, your thumbs have been going crazy the last 20 years for no reason. Like just once. I feel like that's how I learned. I don't know. My, my keyboarding teacher or typewriting teacher or whatever back in the day was like two spaces after a period, bro. That's how we're going to do it. I don't like it. And I just got into the habit and that's how it's been going my entire life until my wife pointed out. She's like, yeah, I think that was uh, dropped several years ago. I don't think Wait, you can do that anymore. Did she notice you doing it or you just yeah. brought it up? Yeah, she did. Because she was proofreading an article that I was writing. And she's like, you don't have to. It's just a lot of space in between two things. I don't think you have to do that anymore. Oh, my god! <laughs> and I always rely on her because she's way smarter than I am. So, uh, yeah, if there's anything that you've got, you can always text us 314-699-4766. If you want to listen to the show, maybe you missed some of it today or all of it. You can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast. We will see you tomorrow for Wednesday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Facebook at 92.3 W.I.L.